Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When we were speaking with uh, my colleague Greg Brady from uh, AM640 in Toronto, the host of Toronto Today, about Super Bowls, and Greg has done the play-by-play, as you know, if you listened, for the BBC for for quite a few years. And, and we were talking about play-by-play, and to me, and, and I, I know my friend Tom Korski, who's standing by, the editor of Black Locks Reporter, who's going to be with us for the half hour. I know my friend Tom will appreciate this. Kevin Harlan is the play-by-play broadcaster for, among other teams, the New York Giants. And in a Giants game, a little pussycat ran out on the field. Oh, there's a cat. A black cat is taking the field. A black cat is running from the 20 to the near side, the 10. From the 39 in Dallas, here's a short throw down the middle, caught by Ingram. Caught at the 35, went to the 30. Now the cat running the other way, and so is Ingram at the 30 to the 25, to the 24-yard line of the Dallas Cowboys. It's a catch run of 15. Now the cat has stopped at the 50. Now he's at the 5. He's Who brought walking. the cat? He's walking to the 3. He's at the 2. And the cat is in the CDW red zone. CDW, people who get it now, a policeman, a state trooper has come on the field. And the cat runs into the end zone. That is a touchdown. That is a, that is so good. That's so classic. Kevin Harlan, the cat scored a touchdown. We won't get anything like that of the Super Bowl, which starts in just under two hours. But that's a keeper, right, eh, Tom? That's, that's gold. That's, yeah, that's yeah. solid gold. Yeah, Tom Porsky, editor of Black Locks Reporter, is with us. Lots to talk about in the in this in this country. We just spoke uh, a few minutes ago with Larry Brock, the uh, member of Parliament for Brantford Bryant. Brantford Bryant, that's right. Yeah, the former prosecutor, and I asked him whether what has been going on with the arrive scan. I'm sorry, the arrive can uh, app. I do that intentionally, but it works every time. Uh, could lead to criminal investigation and criminal prosecution. And he said the RCMP already looking into it, which uh, the Auditor General found out. You talked about um, Mr. Brock with my colleague um, on, on AM640, Alex Pearson. So what what can you add to this whole situation? Uh, I was going to call you Kevin. Tom. Well, this is no, this is timely, Roy. Tomorrow, uh, the twelfth, Monday, the twelfth, at approximately nine a.m. Eastern Time, something extraordinary is going to happen. Auditor General Hogan, the Chief Auditor for the Government of Canada, is going to meet in confidence with MPs for two hours of questioning concerning a special audit of ArriveCan that was ordered by the House of Commons, and then something happens. That almost never happens. At approximately 11.15 a.m. tomorrow morning, Eastern Time, the uh, chair of the Commons Public Accounts Committee, John Williamson, New Brunswick Southwest, will bring the committee into special session, open session, for questioning of the auditor about her report. Our understanding is, it's of course a confidential audit, our understanding is it's brutal. And this is more brutal than, for instance, an investigation by the procurement ombudsman who found they broke just about every rule he could think of in awarding millions in contracts to sole-sourced contractors 
it's not an embellishment for the sake of effect, Roy. There were contractors who got sweetheart deals that were so rich, they became millionaires on this deal. And no one can understand why, who, and when. And MPs have been after this for months. So far, two former executives of the Canada Border Services Agency suspended without pay. That almost never happens. The RCMP probe. There's something going on, Roy. This is not, this is not good. No, and it's one of the few times that I can remember where senior bureaucrats, federal bureaucrats, were at each other's throats publicly. Crucial. Zero, uh, there is zero evidence that this was directed by cabinet. This is the point. This is talking about corruption in core administration. This was not some shenanigan like the sponsorship scandal that came down from the prime minister's office. I want you to help out my buddies. There were senior executives at Canada Border Services Agency who cooked this up all on their own. You know, MP Brock read into the record of the Commons Government Operations Committee portions of a confidential document he obtained, a secret investigation by the Border Services Agency, and they talked about thousands of emails being deleted by a top manager, a vice president, thousands Well, there's only one reason you destroy records when the police are knocking on the door. We don't have to guess what that is. This is terrible. And it's all the golf club. This is all public service managers golfing with their buddies and cutting up the cash. It's brutal. Can't wait for tomorrow morning. And uh, and I speculated that ad scam, probably training camp for ArriveCan. Let's get at this one on Black Locks Reporter, and I'll just read directly from your website. A federal climate program to phase out oil furnaces as seen only eight zero. Eighty homeowners <laughs> convert to greener energy. Here's another important word, nationwide. This is... <laughs> Cabinet bill this, you know they've had the climate program. Yeah, Everyone yeah. knows that climate change is an existential crisis for grant seekers and the federal cabinet. And they have made it uh, their mission. You've discussed this famously many times, Roy, to tax carbon so that we will adopt a greener lifestyle. And then, of course, last October, they decided to repeal the carbon tax until after the next election on home heating oil that mainly affects Atlantic Canada, where 24 Liberal MPs are up for re-election. Well, that all sounds pretty cynical. And Cabinet said, no, no, it's not like that. It looks bad, we admit, but it's not like that. What this is, is a program to help people who have home oil furnaces convert to heating pumps. And so we're going to suspend the carbon tax and then we're going to give them up to $15,000 cash grant to get a heating pump. It's going to be great. It's going to be green. This is the main thing. Well, MP Shannon Stubbs, uh, Lakeland, Alberta, requested the data. Let's see the figures. How many oil furnaces converted so far under this billion-dollar program? And you're exactly right, Roy. There were, there were 80. <laughs> It is. It, it is. It's, it's, it's like a cat getting a touchdown. <laughs> no. No, the cat, the cat getting the touchdown was more credible. 
<laughs> just to think about it, what they did was, oh, God, we can't lose these 24 MPs in Atlantic Canada. And there's a threat they're all going to get kicked out by the voters who are suddenly finding themselves paying carbon tax. They go to the gas station one day and the uh, gasoline costs X number of dollars and cents per liter. And the next day, there's a massive increase. And why is that? Carbon tax. Well, we have to change that. We can't lose 24 MPs. We're barely hanging on to a minority government as it is. So let's put this program in place with the, with the carve-out carve of the carbon tax for Atlantic Canada. And everybody's going to see the value of this. We're going to win with it. And they get 80 conversions <laughs> across the country. Oh, it, you, know you know what's interesting about that? It's also that that billion dollar tax break and the crazy conversion program. It followed it. They did in house polling. We see this. Uh, the Privy Council pulled the Dickens out of Atlantic Canadians on the carbon tax, and it was not good. It was the the in house research by the Privy Council was just. It was ugly. What were they asked? Here's I'm reading from the report. Asked whether they believe the implementation of a price on carbon would encourage Canadians to reduce their emissions. None expected it would. So it was, it was, there was a consensus. It, zero people <laughs> thought it would help. They can't lose those 24 seats, Roy. They got no place to pick those up. No, they don't. And uh, to quote the Prime Minister, there'd be another reason to be pissed off. <laughs> There's so... Really, there's so many reasons. There's so many reasons. I understand from Greg Brady. <clears throat> excuse me, Mr. Trudeau's at the Super Bowl. Uh, really? Yeah, that's what Greg just told me. Uh, I yeah. hope John Q. Sucker taxpayer is not paying for that. Oh, yeah, we are. He's, he's probably, you know, he pays the going rate for a commercial economy flight. And I'm sure one of his friends showed up with the tickets. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it helps when your last name is Trudeau. Uh, Brad Wallace, Premier of Saskatchewan, said to the Prime Minister, Mr. Trudeau, during their first meeting of Premiers and the Prime Minister about the carbon tax, what's the point? You're going to take money from our farmers, and then you're going to give it back to our government, and we'll give it back to the farmers. What's the point? Here's the point. It's never going to come back. Ah, there was that. <laughs> that wasn't there. It's never coming back. That's Mr. True. Wall is a brilliant man. He should have seen that coming. But you've you've written about the Canadian Federation of Independent Business Experience. We spoke with Dan Kelly, Tom, many times during the pandemic about the, the the tribulation small business was facing. This is a this is a real doozy. It's billions, as you mentioned, Roy. Yeah. Uh, carbon tax falls very unevenly, and it falls very heavily. On those who can least afford it, that's a small business in uh, Canada. At the time uh, when the Parliament passed the Greenhouse Gas Pollution Pricing Act, they promised, they were specifically promised, and this was not just vague or, you know, a, a gotcha interview in a hallway. They were promised in the Commons Finance Committee that there would be rebates paid to little business that was really crushed by some of these costs, thousands and thousands of dollars to run the trucks, to heat the building, you name it that there would be rebates, billions of dollars worth. They even calculated them. Uh, one, let's see, two and a half billion nationwide. This is an inexact figure. It doesn't include provinces that have come along lately, like New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and such. Ontario alone, $1.3 billion in rebates. Oh, the Canadian Federation of Independent Businesses, we, we have not seen a penny. And the feds say, well, you know, maybe 2025. Oh, wait a minute, that would be an election year. Well, people say this is small business, so who cares? This is a 21st 
century space age economy. Roy, you know this. Some people forget this in Parliament. As small business goes, so goes 75% of the workforce in our country. We are a nation of shopkeepers, ranchers, farmers, fishermen, and proudly so. That's the entire economy. And they are waiting now year five for billions in rebates that were promised them, and I agree, hell will freeze over before they get oh, yeah. this part. I mean, that's the first thing I said, and I think I said it to Mr. Wall probably in a private conversation. That money's not coming back. That money goes to Ottawa, makes its way into general revenues, or maybe into special considerations for apps in case of the pandemic. Right. Contact, yeah. Contracts. Money's not coming back. But a significant award some $310,000 to a federal employee right at, uh, at uh, Black Lux Reporter, victimized by malicious workplace gossip, has been upheld by the Federal Court of Appeal. How malicious? It was bad. Uh, this was a correctional service employee, long-time employee. You know, there's a... There is so much unhappiness and torment in federal offices. Did you know they have their own special labor board that takes grievances from employees who've been abused at work? This is a fact called the Public Sector Labor Relations and Employment Board. What did they have? They had a woman, a 16-year record, spotless record, in the correctional service in the British Columbia prison system. They got a... a air quotes, tip from a jailhouse informant that this woman was a drug courier. It was 100% false. It was malicious gossip. Well, before you know it, management got in on the act. It was four years of torment. This woman was fired, lost her house, lost her car, wound up going to the food bank, couldn't get a job, was blacklisted. Could you imagine being sent to Coventry? And a public service job, it happens all the time. Well, the Public Sector Labor Relations Employment Board was so upset, they awarded this woman $310,000 in damages. The Department of Justice, they're a great bunch of guys. They appealed that. The Court of Appeal said, that's too rich. That's too much money for this person. And the Court of Appeal said, forget it. She gets the payment. Smarten up. Roy, uh, what goes on, the way they treat taxpayers is the way they treat some of their own employees. Well, let's talk about that. Because another story that you have, and this one interested me a great deal, Canada Revenue Agency, they're all, they're going to crash into our lives in a few weeks at the end of April. CRA data confirms a significant drop in the number of audits targeting wealthy tax filers in the interest of taxing and auditing low-hanging fruits. Who knew? MP, uh, MP Who knew? of Adam Chambers from Simcoe, Ontario, requested these figures. And they, the, it, the complaint has always been that when it comes to small business paying the GST or the college kid who's going to school in Calgary and claims moving expenses, oh, the Canada Revenue Agency's all over you. But if you're a millionaire with an offshore account or a uh, wealthy enough to afford a pretty sharp tax lawyer, then they're not interested. Sure enough, what do the House tablings show? This is information requested by MP Chambers' table in the House of Commons. It's on the level. What happened? The number of net worth audits of uh, wealthy individuals since 2018 declined by two-thirds. It went down by two-thirds because those are hard. Did the number of GST audits go down by two-thirds? They did not. 
Did the number of audits of college kids who claim moving expenses go down two-thirds? They did not. Complaint has always been there's former provincial auditor, Senator Elizabeth Marshall from Newfoundland and Labrador. She said it in the Senate National Finance Committee many times, Roy. They like to go for the easy pickings, the low-hanging fruit. Yep. The people who have the wealth to fight back will fight back hard. It's going to be tough on you. The kid who's claiming moving expenses to go to college, he can't fight back or she can't fight back. They don't have money. We have about a minute here, Tom. The Antitrust Competition Bureau, um, they were uh, they were relentlessly, quote unquote, committed to fighting mergers in the grocery trade. What happened? Well, except for for the thirty years where they weren't, and they where they rubber stamped every merger. Remember shopping at Dominion Foods or uh, I do remember A and P. Well, uh, you know the that's we're talking old timers now. I remember going to Safeway when it was independent in the old days in Brandon, Manitoba. Oh no, a competition bureau rubber stamped every merger and grocery that they could cross their desk in thirty years. They went to. Commons Agriculture Committee said, no more. We really mean it this time. We are cracking down on mergers. And MPs, to a man, said, get the hell out of here. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were not impressed, right? Oh, gosh. So, and, and Tom, tomorrow morning, it's uh, the Arrive Can Day. We all want to be paying attention starting at about... 11.15 Eastern, approximate start. 11.15 Eastern. It's going to be something, Roy. I think they're going to make history, but not in the way of a cat scoring a touchdown. I think this is going to be bad history. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.